What a fabulous privilege we have this morning. Let's make up for them. All those Jews and the Romans, Caiaphas, Annas, Herod, Pilate, Judas Iscariot, the soldiers, the men of war of Herod, all of them making fun of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's embrace him today and love him like we never have before. It's a choice on our part. You know, we're not going to offer our firstborn. We're not going to give him gold and silver. We want to give him our hearts and our minds, and that's in our lips. That's what we get to do in this assembly. When we go out of here in a few hours, we want to give him our lives and be living epistles of the Lord Jesus Christ. But for right now, it's a matter of faith. If you believe that the foolish ordinance of baptism is meaningful to God, and if you believe that a half thimble full of wine, that's not full, a half thimble of wine and unleavened bread is pleasing to God, then you've got to believe that right now, though we can't see him, he is here with us by his spirit, and that our hearts, our minds, and our lips, singing his praise, is made acceptable by what he did in the cross for us, and he will be glorified by what we do. We love him, we love thee, Lord Jesus Christ, and we thank thee, Father in heaven, for giving us this opportunity, for changing us, for saving us, by what he did for us, Amen. that we would want to do this today. I know, and you know, that this is the most important subject that we can take up, because the Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 2.2, I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. That was the preeminent message of the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul also said in Galatians 6.14, but God forbid, God forbid that I should glory, and I love glorying, and I hope you love glorying, but God forbid that I should glory, save one thing we should glory in most of all, the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me, and I unto the world. I hate them, they hate me, because I love the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm going to glorify him. We want to make up today for what others did in neglecting him, rejecting him, and setting him at naught. We're going to set him at everything. He is everything to us. He is altogether lovely, and it's all about him. And I hope that you'll sing as well as you're able, given your physical condition, and that your minds and your hearts will be together in singing his praise. This is the most we can give him, and it's enough. It's sufficient. It's acceptable. It's everything. He just wants our affection, devotion, and commitment to him, and so let us give him those things. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, thy word tells us that thy son crucified is the most important matter of content we ought to have in our church. Thy word tells us that though we are excitable creatures, we should only get excited and glory in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ in comparison to all other things. Holy Father in heaven, we want to make up this day by our feeble efforts for Herod's men of war setting the Lord Jesus Christ at naught, for the chief priests and the scribes of the Jewish people 
yelling, crucify him. Holy Father, we want to sing, crown him. Amen. Hear us, O Lord. We, we thank thee for the gift of thy son. We thank thee for saving us by thy son. We thank thee for sending the gospel to us that we have heard the joyful sound. We thank thee for changing our hearts so that that joyful sound was a most pleasant thing that we've ever heard. We pray that you will take what we give you with our hearts, with our minds, and with our lips as the best sacrifice that we can give thee in this hour. And we pray that when we go from this place shortly, that we shall be living epistles of the Lord Jesus Christ to all who meet us. Right. We pray, O Lord, that we will make up for Judas Iscariot, that devil that was part of the twelve apostles, for the Jews, for Annas, Caiaphas, Pilate, Herod, soldiers, chief priests, and a railing thief. We're going to be praising thieves and praising liars, saved by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ Amen. this day. Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. The drama of the gospel is unbelievable. It's infinitely good. It's beyond comprehension. It exceeds knowledge. And we pray that you would reveal as much of it to us as we can handle in our present condition. But we thank thee for the gift of thy Son. We can hardly comprehend it, that you would send your only begotten Son, that he would humble himself into this world and be born in such poor conditions and humble himself to the death of the cross for us. Right. We thank thee for it. Yes. Oh, Holy Father, here's our petition. We want to be like Mary and not like Martha. Yes. Oh, Lord, cleanse us from worrying about all the little details of this life like Martha and let us sit at the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us hear every word that comes from his lips and let us anoint his feet with costly ointment by our praise this day. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would bless us by your spirit and word, that we would be all together like the Apostle Paul and not like the almost persuaded King Agrippa. Right. Heavenly Father, let us be all together, sold out to thy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, rather than almost persuaded. Yes. Move us this day, turn us and we shall be turned. Lift us up by thy spirit. Glorify us, and we shall glorify thee in the strength you give us. We pray, Holy Father, that we would be like Timothy, the only like-minded man the Apostle Paul knew, instead of like Demas, who forsook him for having loved this present world. We want to give thee exceeding, magnifical praise. We're not looking for a fancy building. Heavenly Father, like David, built for you, through Solomon his son, and Zerubbabel built, we want to give thee the sacrifice of praise from our lips, but perfectly, with perfect integrity, from the sincerity of our hearts and the attention of our minds. We are committed to glorify thy son this morning. Heavenly Father, we pray that after we leave this place, as we have already prayed, we'll be living epistles of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now be with us. Heavenly Father, we've altered our format a little bit because we hate equilibrium. We hate inertia. We want to change for thee. Let the Holy Spirit be the unbalanced force that will move us from our equilibrium and turn us more perfectly to thee. 
His ministry is to bear witness of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we ask for that ministry in our hearts right now. Forgive us every sin of commission and omission, of thought, word, and deed that would hinder our worship. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness by your faithfulness and justness in his finished work. And let us lift up our Lord and Savior by the way that we have chosen this day. Receive our sacrifice and let it be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Let's give him everything we have. Amen. Heart, mind, and lips. This is what he asked for in the New Testament. Should be our pleasure. Yesterday, in houses of worship all across the country, they worship sports teams. You know, the World Series is so big to them right now. College football games are so big. Let's make sure we give him more. Let's make it up to him. That there was so much enthusiasm spent on a foolish game with a poorly shaped ball. And let's give it to the Lord Jesus Christ today. The songs will be sung in the order in which they were received. We have way too many subscribers. Thank you very much for overwhelming me logistically this morning. I went to bed early and I get up this morning and everyone in the world has written me an email with a song. But they're going to be the order in which you sent them and let's have a great time and worship the Lord today. You know, I've got six hours of material from John 19, 1 through 16. We'll go, we'll go as far as the Lord will let us in the time that I have set for today's services and we'll trust him for that. Amen. It's wonderful matter. It's wonderful matter. What a Savior. They yelled, crucify him. Let's yell, crown him. Amen. And let him see the difference and know the difference. He does see it and know it. And I hope that by faith, you believe that this morning. That we don't have to have stained glass behind me. We don't have to have a steeple outside. We don't have to have bells ringing across some small community in the Midwest. We just need to give him our hearts, minds, and lips right now. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Eric, would you come and get us started, please? Isaiah chapter 50. Amen. Isaiah chapter 50 and verse 4. Prophecy about our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. The Lord God hath given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. He wakeneth morning by morning. He wakeneth mine ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God hath opened mine ear, and I was not rebellious, neither turned away back. I gave my back to the smiters, and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from shame and spitting. For the Lord God will help me, therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore have I set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. He is near that justifieth me. Who will contend with me? Let us stand together. Who is mine adversary? Let him come near to me. Behold, the Lord God will help me. Who is he that shall condemn me? That's right. Lo, they shall all wax old as a garment. The moth shall eat them up. 
Amen. Isaiah chapter 52, verses 13 through 15. A further prophecy of our Lord Jesus Christ during his trials and crucifixion. Isaiah 52, verses 13 through 15. Behold, my servant shall deal prudently. He shall be exalted and extolled and be very high. As many were astonished, at thee, his visage was so marred more than any man, and his form more than the sons of men. So shall he sprinkle many nations. The kings shall shut their mouths at him. For that which had not been told them shall they see, and that which they had not heard shall they consider. Just a little over in Isaiah. 53, verses 3 through 8. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. Amen. He was bruised for our iniquities. Right. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Amen. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. Amen. Matthew 20, starting in verse 22. Pilate saith unto, unto them, What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? They say unto him, Let him be crucified. And the governor said, Why? What evil, evil hath he done? But they cried out the more, saying, Let him be crucified. When Pilate saw that he could prevail nothing, but that rather a tumult was made, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. See ye to it. Then answered all the people and said, His blood be on us and on our children. Then released he Barabbas unto them. And when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the common hall and gathered unto him the whole band of soldiers. And they stripped him and put on him a scarlet robe. And when they had plaited a crown of thorns, they put it upon his head and a reed in his right hand. And they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. And they spit upon him and took the reed and smote him on the head. And after that they had mocked him, 
they took the robe off from him and put his own raiment upon him and led him away to crucify him. Mark chapter 15, 12 to 20. <clears throat> Verse 12, And Pilate answered and said again unto them, What will ye then that I shall do unto him whom ye called the king of the Jews? And they cried out again, Crucify him. Then Pilate said unto them, Why, what evil hath he done? And they cried out the more exceedingly, Crucify him. And so Pilate, willing to content the people, released Barabbas unto them and delivered Jesus when he had scourged him to be crucified. And the soldiers led him away into the hall called Praetorium, and they uh, called together the whole band. And they clothed him with purple and plaited a crown of thorns and put it about his head and began to salute him, Hail, King of the Jews. And they spote him on the head with a reed and did spit upon him and bowing their knees, worshiped him. And when they had mocked him, they took off the purple from him and put on his own clothes on him and led him out to crucify him. Turn to Luke 23. Luke 23, starting verse 4. Then said Pilate to the chief priests and to the people, I find no fault in this man. And they were the more fierce, saying, He stirred up the people, teaching throughout all Jewry, beginning from Galilee into this place. When Pilate heard of Galilee, he asked whether the man were a Galilean. And as soon as he knew that he belonged into Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod, who himself also was at Jerusalem at this time. And when Herod saw Jesus, he was exceeding glad, for he was desirous to see him of a long season, because he had heard many things of him, and he hoped to have seen some miracle done by him. Then he questioned with him in many words, but he answered him nothing. And the chief priest and scribe stood and vehemently accused him. And Herod, with his men of war, set him, set him at naught and mocked him and arrayed him in a gorgeous robe and sent him again to Pilate. And the same day Pilate and Herod were made friends together, for before they were at enmity between themselves. And Pilate, when he had called together the chief priest and the rulers and the people, said unto them, Ye have brought this man unto me as one that perverteth the people. And, behold, I, having examined him before you, have found no fault in this man touching those things whereof ye accuse him. No, nor yet Herod, for I sent you to him. And, lo, nothing worthy of death is done unto him. Amen. I will therefore chastise him and release him. For of necessity he must release one unto them at the feast. And they cried out all at once, saying, Away with this man, and release unto us Barabbas, who, for a certain sedition made in the city, and for murder, was cast into prison. Pilate, therefore, willing to release Jesus, spake again to them. But they cried, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. And he said unto them the third time, Why, what evil hath he done? I have found no cause of death in him. I will therefore chastise him and let him go. And they were instant with loud voices, requiring that he might be crucified. And the voices of them and of the chief priests prevailed. And Pilate gave sentence that it should be as they required. And he released unto them him that for sedition and murder was cast into prison, whom they had desired, but he delivered Jesus to their will. 